0: That's for sure the finale my dad is hoping for, for his day today, that the Patriots would win the Super Bowl. Um, I think it's very typical that, you know, it's what you expect that your parents would tell you um, as a kid that they're proud of you, Um, but today I want to tell you guys I'm so proud of you, Um, and I'm so proud to be your kid, and it's, who gets to sit and listen to this many people honestly? speak about the people who raised you in the ways that they're speaking today. It's just, it's amazing. But I only have 10 minutes, so that's all you get. <laughs> um, so, you know, when Jay and I were team preaching today and we sat down and we're kind of talking about, you know, you got to find some kind of a metaphor or a theme or whatever to preach. And that really the only thing that made sense was to talk about agriculture and talk about reaping and sowing and fruit. It's really the the... the um, just a fantastic word picture that God gave us, that Jesus gave us when He, um, when He taught that lesson. And so we wanted to talk about that. And I thought, you know, I should get a bunch of fruit. And so I went last night. And this is what's this makes the the um, my point perfectly. I thought about how I wanted to get fruit, but because I live in the United States of America. the church, and I set it all up, and, but as I was driving from Stop and Shop, I just started thinking, the Holy Spirit started tugging at my heart, and this wasn't in my notes at that time at all, just think about that, Christy, think about fruit that's available to you that you don't even know about the agricultural process to bring it into being. You know, and what's even funnier, the majority of this fruit could never even be grown in Massachusetts. It's not possible. Um, But I still love, I really savor the chance to have an avocado in February in Massachusetts, and I wouldn't change it for the world. Um, But as a church, we need to think about that for a minute, is that we don't want to be people that we just eat a bunch of fruit, and we eat the fruit of these people, of my parents, and we eat the fruit of Hillsong, and we come into the Bethany Mart, and we just shove our face with a bunch of fruit, and we don't know anything about what it takes, and we're not farmers. We don't want that. You know what? It's okay with your fruit. Let's all take advantage of the stop and shop. You should go there if you haven't been, Um, but in our spiritual lives, no way. We want to be farmers, right? All right, so... um, you know, we, we, we started thinking about it, and really the main thing that you need to think about first, and my grandfather, he went to an agricultural, he was raised on a farm, went to an agricultural high school. He took a class called Tractor 101, is that right? He took a class, and it's about like taking apart a tractor and putting it back together, right? It's unimaginable to me. Um, but, we, but the main thing, am I right, Papa? The first thing you have to think about is your soil. Number one, you got to think about what is, what is the soil that we have here, and what it's the foundation. So soil is the foundation of agricultural, of agriculture. The health and components of the soil will determine the quality of your harvest. Um, and you know, for the sake of our metaphor today, the soil, that represents our hearts, the heart of this community of our church, um, and it represented the hearts of my parents. Um, when they were young and they had these two kids. And, you know, there's so many things that come into um, the factors of good soil when you're in agriculture. You gotta think about pest control and crop rotation and the density that you, you know, how much you compact the soil. You gotta think about your composts and cover cro- crops and, Um, You know, you need some kind of insects and then other ones you don't want. And um, irrigation, the chemical contents, there's so many things that go into it. And, you know, there's there's really a lot that goes into the soil of our hearts as well. And, you know, you need to consider all of those factors of your, your soil, of the foundation of your heart before you begin to even plant seeds. And, you know, I watched my parents from a little girl and watched them just consider the foundation, they, they made decisions that they were going to be people who, they were submissive, their posture towards the Lord was submissive, and they, they had a servant mentality, they were others focused, they determined they would be creative, they would be brave, they would be, have a pioneering spirit and start new things, they cultivated a love for truth and God's word, they were people of forgiveness and grace. And they, they decided to have excitement and joy in the process of what they were doing. And they allowed the Lord to just build that foundation that when the seeds were planted, they had a good place to grow. And they, they did smart things with their finances and the finances of the church. And they just applied the principles of God's word to the foundation of the community that they built in our home as well. Um, so number two, and this is the thing about farming that... Most, it's the reason why most of us don't do it, spiritually and physically. It's really hard work, <laughs> and it starts really early in the morning. Um, in Proverbs, it says, those who work their land will have abundant food, but those who chase fantasies have no sense. There's really no way around it. If you want to be a farmer and you want to see a harvest, you've got to wake up You got to weed. You got you got to do all of the hard things that it takes to plant. You got to take care of your tools and your animals. It's it's endless the amount of work. But I've watched my parents as pastors um, that they just continue to wake up every day and they see each one of those tasks. The, the weeding, the endless weeding, the, the tough conversations you have to have with people, the financial decisions, the budgeting, the board meetings, the toilet unclogging, the, the prayer meetings, worship services, whatever all the things were that they needed to do, the hard work, the, the day in and day out. And they just approached each one of those tasks with purpose, with passion, with love, and they saw those things as holy. And they committed their work to the Lord. Um so you know if you no matter what you do no matter how your soil if your soil is great if you spend all your time at home and you just feed yourself with God's word and you 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 get all these principles deep down in your heart and you kind of make this foundation for your family and what you're going to do nothing will grow if you don't plant seeds if you don't get out there and you put your faith in action nothing's going to happen um So my brother Jay, he's going to come up and he's going to talk a little bit about what it takes to plant seeds. And, um, you know, maybe he'll he'll give you a banana, I don't know.
1: (laughs) We've been talking about farming and um, really the foundation of bearing fruit, uh, which is really a good place to plant that you till and and you toil and you and ultimately it comes down to the farmer right oftentimes and it's a sowing cycle is really I want to end because ultimately um anybody who's ever how many of you have ever tried to grow anything at your house how many of you are like how does how have we ever lived like how has anyone ever grown anything i can't even grow cilantro um, it's hard to grow things, and it's hard to be a farmer. Um, the toil and even knowing the soil you should be investing in is hard. But um, when you know um, what you're doing, which I believe you know, our pastors do, my mom and my dad, they know what they're doing, um, more often than not, what you invest in will produce more seeds and more fruit. And it will be exponential. And so I want to talk about the sowing cycle. And really, um, hopefully something that we can all apply in our lives. And I want to share a story, a story we all know. Um, Jesus spoke in stories because, it's funny, in the same passage, he's like, why do you do this? And he's like, well, because you're dumb. He's like, I have to share stories because you can't understand anything any other way. And so so this is this story he shares, um, which is very relevant to the people of those days because... In those days, farming was life or death. Um, you had to farm, um, and you had to have someone who did farm, and hopefully it rained, and hopefully the things that needed to happen, happened, um, so that everyone could survive. And so I think we're a little detached sometimes from these analogies, so let's just imagine, while we're reading this story, that if this didn't happen, let's imagine that all the Dunkin' Donuts closed, that McDonald's wasn't open, and what would you do to eat? If there was no grocery stores, you had to figure this out. So let's, that's really the context of this story. A person sowing to survive, sowing to provide for others, an essential activity done by someone who is dedicated and skilled. Matthew 13, Listen, a farmer went out to plant some seeds. As he scattered them across his field, some seeds fell on the footpath, and the birds came and ate them. Other seeds fell on shallow soil, When the underlying rock, the seeds sprouted quickly because the soil was shallow, but the plants soon wilted under the hot sun, and since they didn't have deep roots, they died. Other seeds fell among thorns that grew up and choked out the tender plants. Still other seeds fell on fertile soil, and they produced a crop that were 30, 60, and even 100 times as much as had been planted. Anyone with ears to hear should listen and understand." Well, apparently the disciples didn't have ears to hear, and so they said, Well, what does this mean? Um, And so Jesus said, okay, well, let me explain it to you. Now listen to this explanation of the parable about the farmer planting seeds. The seed that fell on the footpath represents those who hear the message about the kingdom and don't understand it. Then the evil one comes and snatches away the seed that planted in their hearts. The seed on rocky soil represents those who hear the message and immediately receive it with joy. But since they don't have deep roots, that, that preaches They don't last long. They fall away as soon as they have problems and are persecuted for believing God's word. The seed that fell among the thorns represents those who hear God's word, but all too quickly the message is crowded out by the worries of this life and lure of wealth, so no fruit is produced. The seed that fell on good soil represents those who truly hear and understand God's word and produce a harvest of 30, 60, and even 100 times as much as they had planted. This, my friends, is ministry, I think, um, in a nutshell, pretty much, right? Um, Farming, it's such a perfect analogy to ministry. It really is Um, in so many ways. You know, I know many times a farmer goes out and and they work their finger to the bone and they put a bunch of time in, and then they don't get the return commiserate with the hard work that they put in on that crop, they, you know, they put all this effort and time. Even even in today's modern farming techniques, um, farming is still hard. Um, you know, I think ministry is a lot like that. You know, and, and one of the things that we don't give people enough credit for who are in ministry um, is they're tough. Because people in ministry are constantly sowing seeds every day. Um, and, and, and like the seeds that they're putting in They're their passions. They're the dreams that God's put in their life, and they're sowing them into people's lives. And oftentimes, they don't get return. Just like in that story, um, you know, they're falling in different soil and different places in people's lives. And um, as much as they would want all their seeds to sprout up and become amazing fruit in their life, and the lives of the people that they're serving, it doesn't often happen. And um, if you're in ministry, you take that hard. And I, and I would say if one of the things maybe you don't know about my parents is um, they, they take, I mean, I'm, if you're around, you do know this, but maybe you don't. They take this stuff hard when it doesn't, when people they invest in, because the th- they really love people. They really love you guys. And um, they want you to grow. They want God's fruit to be springing up in your life. And, um, that, and that's what a good leader is, a good leader. And so I was thinking about this story a little bit you know, just like we want to have good soil and we want to prepare prepared to sow good seed in that soil, you know, God is really telling us, um, you know, that when we sow, a lot of this seed that we've sent out in the world, it's going to go to waste sometimes, or it will feel like it goes to waste. It's not always going to grow the way we want it to grow. And, you know, one of the things about the story that I think is really interesting is that we often look at it and we go like, oh, this is about soil. And we make it all about this negative part, right? Well, Some people aren't ready to hear it. And we'll say stuff like, oh, that guy was rocky soil. That's why I didn't grow. But the Bible is very clear. It actually, it says, Jesus, he was careful with his words, by the way. He wasn't like a sloppy communicator. And he said, this parable is about the farmer, it's a it's a parable about God's heart and how he sows and how we're supposed to sow. It's not about the soil. The soil is there, and it's basically saying this farmer goes out and he sows. He doesn't go like, where's my seed going? Oh, let's make sure we only plant it in this one line. No, he sows. And 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 really, I was thinking, I was like, that's we could look at it the negative way and go, oh, there's all these gonna kind of sow this seed and it's not going to grow and it's going to be so sad and oh look at all the people that we've invested in they don't serve God we got work to do, we can't do that the farmer you know they say lives to fight another day you get up, you do it again you do it again, you do it again and it's about the farmer and it's about God and so we're going to look at three ways that God sows and three ways a pastor sows and the first way is God sows indiscriminately he walks around and he sows his seed, and some of it lands on a path, and some of it lands in different soil. He doesn't go around and just look for the perfect. And for, praise God for that, right? Because <laughs> God sows indiscriminately. The second thing is God sows faithfully. He sows every day, in season, out of season. He's out there, he's rocking and rolling. And the third thing is God sows fruitfully. Um, he is a good farmer. <laughs> He's good at his job. He, he does not all of the seed he sows. And, and it's funny because it's like this seed, it landed on the soil and it didn't work out. And this seed, it landed in this fertile soil 20, 60, 100 times more fruit. And I think that's us, right? And so let's turn it and put it to our pastors and my parents. A good pastor sows indiscriminately. They do the same thing. That's God's grace. A good pastor is a reflection of God's grace. And they go out and they say, I'm just going to give this to anybody. Take it or leave it, but I'm going to give it to you. And I'm going to leave it to you. I'm going to invest in you. And for some of us, we're, we're like, I'm so glad they didn't look at me and go, are you good soil? That's what a pastor does. A good pastor sows faithfully. We talked about hard work. Every day, they're out there. They're grinding. They're doing what they need to do. They're not waiting for the perfect opportunity and the perfect everything. It's about faithfulness and repeating the activities, even to the point where they can feel like, why am I here this week? Why am I doing this? This seems pointless. I can tell you as a pastor and someone who works in ministry, there are times where you're like, I do not want to go to this event tonight. But you do it. And you do it, so when you want to and when you don't want to. And when it's raining and when it's sunny. and when it's, Whenever season your church is in, you got to go to church. <laughs> They've done that for 30 years. And, and guess what? A good pastor gets fruit. And that's how you know a good pastor. Because their life is filled with fruit. And the fruit is you guys. The fruit is the people. I mean, hopefully, I would be considered some of the good fruit. But the fruit is us, you know, the people and the things that come out of the ministries and the lives that are changed, you know, and just like we just like God in his mercy, sows seeds indiscriminately. And and in his faithfulness, he's persistent and in his wisdom and skill, he bears fruit. So does a pastor and so have our pastors. Um, So I want to close with a verse. Because I want to focus on really the positive, which is the seed that fell on good soil represents those who truly hear and understand God's word and produce a harvest of 30, 60, and even 100 times as much as they've been planted. If the farmer is our pastor and we're the soil, I pray that every one of us would look at it and go, because I don't think they would want anything more from this their time in ministry that we would bear fruit. Exponential fruit. And and we have to believe, God, if if I'm making my heart fertile soil, I will bear fruit like this. More than I could have ever imagined for my own life. You know, I guess my question as we close is, are you ready for what God wants to grow in your life and through your life? Um, Are you just here to hang out or are you here to bear fruit? You know, I, I know nothing would honor my parents more um, than to look at your, your life, my life, um, and see a sowing cycle. Where they sowed, fruit was born, seeds came from that to be planted again the next day. Sowing and reaping is what we do. That's what a Christian is. And so I guess... I want to end with a charge for you guys, which is um, in your own life, be a farmer. Don't be a consumer. Don't be a shopper. Be a farmer. Be a pastor. Pastor your family. Pastor your job. Pastor the people that you know. Lead them to, really, lead them to Jesus so graciously, so faithfully, and bear fruit. Thank you, guys.